Guys, good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Jerry Miller, and this is the I Love Seville Show. Thank you kindly for joining us live in downtown Charlottesville in our building, the Macklin Building, at our studio, which is in the shadows of one of my favorite businesses in town, Shenandoah Joe's. Dave Fafara is in the house. You will see him in a matter of minutes. This guy brings the energy. This guy brings the zest for life and the positivity, a brother from another mother. We're going to talk toy lift. We're going to champion everything this institution has done over the years for those in the community that need a little bit of love and some gifts and some presents and some positive hope at Christmas time. I want to give some props to the Blue Ridge Venture Fund. Find it online, Blue Ridge Venture Fund. We have helped six businesses in this community obtain funding from investors within the community. Supercharge your business with the Blue Ridge Venture Fund. Judah Wickhauer is our director. You will see him as the show matures. We'll talk Charlottesville High School. My friend, Principal Kenny Leatherwood, is now the top dog and head honcho at CHS, and he's doing what the school system should have done all along. He's taking the 30 to 50 Call them children, call them students, call them teenagers that have caused difficulty and trouble in the hallways, and he sent them home on day one. He said, if you're not going to follow the rules, you can't stay at Charlottesville High School, and I applaud Principal Leatherwood for doing that. Also on the program, we'll talk Selvage Brewery. They're opening in January across from the Boar's Head. We have the nitty-gritty of that. We have a Richmond Bank absorbing a credit union here in Charlottesville. That's big-time news that you will hear on this program for the first time. Judah, let's go to the studio camera first, and let's welcome Dave Fafara to the show. Dave, the show is yours. You are on camera right now, which means the show looks better because you're a handsome SOB. My friend, it's Tuesday. It's cold outside. Shenandoah Joe's is in the cup. How are you? Talk to me anywhere you want to go. Better now that I've seen you. I feel the same. This is great, isn't it? I I love it. I love it. It's been a while. We're going to make this more often. because we've been so busy. Well, you were swapped. Yeah. Literally and figuratively, we're both swapped. Toy lift. Yep. This Friday. Talk to us. December 1st. Our, our 30th year, can't believe it's been that long. It started on Hydraulic in 29 at a little gas station and collecting a couple hundred toys. And now this year we're, we're back at Fashion Square Mall, but we're not at the Sears end because of the Home Depot and all that stuff that's going on. So we had to find another place. We didn't want to leave the mall, so... Athena at the mall, who's been absolutely phenomenal, worked with us. Um, we're going to be down near the J.C. Penney's end of the mall, and we're going to be in four separate stores doing the shopping and all the gift stuff there. And then the, the tent, the drive-through tent, the collection tent, is going to be right. They'll see the tent right outside the entrance to the old Penney's between Aaron and Belk. Um, we'll be there from 7 to 8 on Friday. Um, people can come out. And we have one goal. It's, it's been my goal ever since I've been involved with Toy Lift. Um, real simple. We want to put smiles on children's faces Christmas morning who may not have a Christmas. I love it. That's, it's a simple goal. Um, that's it. Um, this year we have 3,700 and 33 children that we want to do that for. So, um, and, I, and you know me, I, you know, the simple goal, 
everybody thinks that Black Friday, Cyber Monday, are the beginning of the Christmas season. To us here in Charlottesville, the Christmas season really begins on Toilet Friday because that's, it's all about giving. And what we're doing is we're collecting toys and giving them to kids that we don't even know who they are. And I think this is a great education uh, for children, parents, community. This is a community, the, the whole Charlottesville Alvaro community really steps up to the plate and uh, helps us out. I love this man, Kyle Irvin, the communications director for the Charlottesville Police Department, watching the program. He says, thank you, Dave, for providing the Charlottesville Police Department officers with a steady stream of silky, caffeinated fuel that keeps the department absolutely going. Stephanie Wells Rhodes of the Interstate Service Company family watching the show. She says, I recognize that voice anywhere and everywhere from his holiday and Christmas commercials. Viewers and listeners, gave, give the Toy Lift and Dave Fafaro some props on the show. I'll highlight some of the viewers and listeners that are watching the show right now. Kate Sharks, the Queen of Ivy, watching the program. Vanessa Parkhill, the Queen of Earliesville on the show. Bill McC Chesney, the mayor of McIntyre, Carol uh, Thorpe, the queen of Jack Jewett watching the program, Holly Foster and Henrico, Gary Palmer, Ray Cadell, Jamie Turner, Neil Williamson, Bellamy Brown, Woody Fitchum, Katie Pearl, Olivia Branch, Dean Russell, Jesse Rutherford, Kevin Yancey, five elected officials, Scott Q, Brittany Gray, viewers and listeners, this is the talk and the toast of town, the toy lift. This statistic really impressed, it did two things, it impressed me and it saddened me at the same time. 3,733 kids. And my goal, yeah, my goal is to try to get number lower than that every year. Okay, let's put that in perspective. 3,733 kids get toys for Christmas from the Charlottesville Toy Lift. Correct. How do we get it lower every year and put in perspective the volunteer hours that are needed and the donations that are needed? Okay, so going to try to lower it that's just helping families out okay uh jobs salary opportunities uh i mean there's a number of things that we could do to to help that out education you know all that stuff is is integral into teaching how to manage your money how to I mean, so the kids that we work with are kids who fall through the cracks. We, we work with the school counselors. They identify the kids. They let us know who they are. And then from there, our job is to make sure that the kids that do fall through the cracks, single mom, single dad, parents who are living paycheck to paycheck, somebody who loses a job a week before Christmas, two weeks before Christmas, who may not have the money to do it. it. It's our job to make sure that those kids have a Christmas. And one of the things that I love talking to people about is when we were growing up, when you and I were growing up, we were taught that good kids have Christmas. If you're good, Santa's going to be good to you. And if you're bad, you're going to get cold. 100%. I mean, that's how... 100%. Okay? You're saying that's not how it happens? So, not that I know of. So, but the thing that I look at is that kids, kids don't understand that. They don't understand that mom and dad are struggling to get food on the plate, heat in the building, 
whatever. And so they don't understand that. So when they don't get a Christmas, they think they've been bad. And they could be the greatest kids in the world. And because they don't get a Christmas, they think they're bad. So what we try to do is make sure that they do get a Christmas so they don't have that perception of themselves. It's amazing. Um, Kyle and the police department say we are delighted to partner with the toy lift shortly thereafter the Charlottesville Police Department and the foundation will hold its Santa van event on December 19th I mentioned this live on air you got a city two city councilors watching you on the program right now you got two county officials you watching you on the show Albert Graves hello thank you kindly for watching the program Ricardo Cruz Duran welcome to the program thank you for watching the show Ginny who thank you for the retweet you mentioned education and you're a man about town you got your ear to the ground you know a boatload of people uh, we travel in very similar uh, circles and groups and chat with the same kind of folks. What do you make of some of this uh, news out of Charlottesville High School? Well, first of all, it saddens me that the schools have to, the schools have to go through this. And it also saddens me that uh, kids that want to learn are being held back from learning because of situations that they have no control over. That you know, they, the situation that happened a couple weeks ago on that Thursday where they had the, the fights and stuff like that, that, that should never happen in a school. I mean, a school should be a safe place for kids to go and learn and grow and further their education. I mean, that's, where, that's what the schools are for. You know, for kids to have their heads on you know, always looking around and stuff like that, that's not, that's not good. Well said. Bill McChesney watching the program. He says, I remember when Dave was roasting coffee in a little spot behind Circa off Harris and Allied Streets. He's giving you some props right now. Local TV station down the road watching the program. Florence Worley Via, thank you kindly for watching the show. Give Dave Fafara some props by leaving your comments in the feed. I will relay them live on air. The Toy Lift is looking for volunteers. The Toy Lift needs toy donations, and the Toy Lift is looking for your support. 3,733 children are receiving gifts from the Toy Lift at Christmas. Let's trim that number. Let's cut that number down. Everyone wants to know, will Dave Fafara be freezing his tukus off nope. up on the uh, lift? Tell us, tell us who you got lined up. Uh, you know, that's, I have no idea who we got lined up for that yet. Um, that is above my pay grade. That's above his pay grade. So my, my job is simple. Okay. Is to get it set up. Okay. That seems pretty difficult. That's hard okay. job. <laughs> to, to get that set up, to encourage people to come out and help. Okay. Um, one of the things a long time ago, um, early in the morning roasting. Okay. My mind's always going. And I came up with kind of like a, a slogan for the toy lift. Okay. It only takes one. It's real simple. It only a, takes one. A tagline. One person, one dollar, one hour, one day. If you add all those things up, it puts smiles on thousands of kids' faces Christmas morning. I love that. If you add all it that only up, takes you, one. you have a movement. Yep. You, I love that. Logan Wells Claylo, welcome to the program. Local newspaper on the show right now. Um, put this in perspective. Um, the toy lift and its evolution from Tom Powell, who's come on the program. Yep. Um, 
if memory serves correct, the one-time face of the Exxon gas station yep. at Barracks Road. And 20, Barracks Road and Hydraulic. And Barracks Road and Hydraulic, so two locations. Um, his brainchild, his vision, yep. the toy lift, put in perspective the evolution of this movement um, over the years. So Tom started it 30 years ago. He was, you know, his story is that his kids had toys that weren't being used, brand new toys that were still in boxes from the previous Christmas. And he thought of kids who were, you know, not as fortunate as his kids. So he decided to go up in a bucket truck and on day in December and said, I'm not coming down until we collect like two to 300 toys. And then they were going to distribute them maybe through his church or whatever at the time. So that was how it started. And then it grew and it grew and we did it for a while at Lowe's um, before Chick-fil-A was. So we did it there, and then we moved to the mall, and the mall's been absolutely great. It's been central there. Um, they've been phenomenal, helping us out as a, as a spot that central okay to have the event. We've done it to where we've had bounce-arounds. We've had food trucks there. Um, we want to get back to there. At, you know, COVID obviously knocked a, knocked a bunch out of there. So our goal is to eventually go back to the way it was where we could have food trucks, where we could have bounce rounds, and make it almost like a Christmas festival. That'd be awesome. You know, have maybe, you know, carolers come out and sing and stuff like that. So that's, going, that's moving forward. But, again, one simple goal is on Christmas morning when those kids wake up, and they go into their living rooms, there's a box there that has their name on it. I love it. I love it. This question's fantastic. Uh, Grayson watching the program in North Downtown. We love your support, Grayson. He says he and his wife walk around North Downtown in a conversation starter in the neighborhood is what was discussed on this talk show. And he mentions this to you. He says, could he give us the flip book of Shenandoah Joe's, how he started and how he's taken it to the top brand in our area. We love Shenandoah Joe's in our house, he says. Well, thank you very much for the kind words. And Shenandoah Joe was uh, 23 years ago. Um, I had a love for coffee and was buying all, when I was coaching, I was buying all my coffee from out west and having it shipped. He coached at UVA. 23 years. Yeah. Uh, Stud coach at UVA. So I was looking through Daily Progress Classifieds because I, my mentality is that if you want to know what's happening, not, not now, but in the past, a while back, if you want to see what's happening in the community, look at the classifieds. reason why is because you see Who's looking for jobs? What businesses are opening? Who's selling? Who's buying and stuff? And we just happened, I just happened to look at the classifieds and there was a coffee roastery for sale. And I loved coffee and I was buying and I like, oh, this would be cool to have my own, my own coffee company where I could feed my own addiction. Didn't know anything about coffee. Zero about the industry, zero about business. I was a coach. Um, my wife and I, neither one of us knew anything about business. And made an offer, and 23 years later, we're where we are now. That's amazing. Yep. Right. It's pretty fun. Put, put uh, what Stephen, what Bill McChesney is putting into perspective here, the, uh, the little spot on Harris. Yep. 
Talk to us about that. It was about the size of this room. So you're talking about maybe, 950 square feet. Maybe 1,300 at the most. Okay. So you say Roaster, okay. beans. It was a roaster and beans. Um, and we roasted there wholesale. was in a shop. And what we used to do was every morning I'd come in, we'd make a pot of coffee and put it up, and we'd start roasting. And people would come in, and since we weren't retail, we couldn't charge for coffee. So we had a tip jar. So people would come in, put two bucks in the jar, get their cup of coffee, open up the fridge, put their cream and sugar in there, and go. And we would sell beans out of the, you know, out of the warehouse. And the rule was, if you finished a pot of coffee, it was your job to, to pick and make the next pot of coffee before you left. That is awesome. Is that true? Yeah. That is awesome. So that's what we used to do. And people come in, and Monday morning, somebody come in, put $20 in the thing, and they drink. They just come in and keep filling their cups throughout the week. We'd have people that worked in the McIntyre Business Park or people from the neighborhood come in, and that's, that's how we started. And then we did City Market. And then, He's the mayor of the market. That's then, what I've dubbed him, the mayor of the market. And then we got strong armed by the people in the market to open up a retail shop. And what do you got now? So we had we have two now, okay. the one on Preston, the one on Ivy. Okay. We had four. Um, we sold two to uh, my manager in Harrisonburg. We sold it to her because I thought she deserved to have her own place. So I sold her our shop in Harrisonburg, and she's running that now and getting ready to open up a second shop in nice. Harrisonburg. So I felt that she was ready to have her own place so we set her up for that and then we sold the one on the corner to another young man that just didn't work out but we wanted to give younger entrepreneurs an opportunity to see what they can do and my wife and I have been blessed enough to where we could do that so that's what we did he's absolutely amazing how do you characterize the business climate the small business climate in the area Charlottesville now Marl County we're small business owners yep you and I how do you characterize the climate uh, there's lots of opportunity. Okay. What do you mean by that? I, I, by opportunity, what, I think we need to get back to brick and mortar. Okay. I think we need to get people out of the houses and back onto the streets and into, into the neighborhoods and communities and, and go back to brick and mortar and shop because this country was founded on mom and pop shops. Amen, brother. And not on big box stores. Amen, brother. So um, I think we need to get back to that. I think there's opportunities. Um, I think people are, I don't want to say afraid. They're cautious about taking a chance. What, what, what do you mean by that? Taking a chance how? Well, I mean, a lot of mom and pops, you and I, I mean, we invested a lot of our money, a lot of our time, a lot of our energy yeah. um, into that. Um, and I don't know if people still want to do that. I think, not all, but I just think that some people like the easy way of doing things and not getting their fingernails dirty. I think you're right. Um, you mentioned the income um, cost of living yeah. in this area. I'm going to ask you a question here. According to HUD, 
This is the toughest question I'm going to ask you, and it's not that tough. According to HUD, what do you think the average household income is for the Charlottesville metro area? Household income. Household income. $69,000. I would have guessed something along the lines of that. The answer is 123300 per household. 123300 and it's going upward. We've seen UVA is already on the record talking that the um, biotech school funded by Paul Manning's right. generous $100 million donation mm -hmm. is going to create anywhere from two to 3,000 incremental new jobs, people from outside the area with six-figure salaries. Friend of the program, Jeffrey Woodruff, has got the data science school that's nearing opening. Mm -hmm. Amazon, $11 billion and into Louisa, into yeah. Louisa. Northrop Grumman, a uh, couple hundred million into Waynesboro. Right. 300-some uh, jobs coming over there. So we're UVA increasing its student body and, and, and hiring more people. The projection is anywhere from five to 10,000 incremental residents, new residents with six-figure salaries in Albemarle and Charlottesville area over the next handful of years. How does that make you feel? Um, this is, I'll throw it to you. From my standpoint as a business owner, it excites me because there's a larger customer base, but from my standpoint as a husband, as a father, and as someone who's been here 23, 23 years, it makes me nervous because I've seen this town, and you've been here longer than me. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, you've been here since 88. I've been here since 2000. I've seen this town change so much in the 23 years I've been here that part of aspects of the town I don't recognize anymore, or they're so different from when I first arrived. Um, anywhere you want to go on these topics. I, you know, I, you can still recognize, I mean, there's, I mean, you can still recognize Charlottesville is still going to be Charlottesville. Okay. You know, you still have Belmont, you still have the neighborhoods, you still have Fifeville, you still have Belmont, you still have Park Street, Locust Avenue, you know, all that. You still have the, but the people who are moving into them are the neighborhoods are the same, but I think the people who are moving into the neighborhoods are different, more, you know, UVA, more upper income and stuff. Um, and then, obviously, you're looking at, look going north, you're looking at North Point, that subdivision, which is huge. Huge! Is, and then, you know, you don't know what, if NJIC's going to put another building in or anything like that, and that's going to transition into Greene County. I mean, look at Zion's Crossroads and how much Zion's Crossroads has grown in the last 10 years. The 6415 corridor right there. And wait till 11 billion from Amazon comes. Right. So you, you know. see, you, you're bullish. Obviously, we're both bullish. We're entrepreneurs, so we always see the glasses half full. Um, I don't want to speak for you. I, I see the glasses more than half full. Same. Same with me. I, but again, so that's where I said that. That's where I think the opportunities are there. Whether or not people want to take advantage of that or not. And again, do they want to get their fingernails dirty or do they, are they content where they're at right now? Well said. Well you, said. You know, so I, that's, that's a question that, you know, be interesting to see what people say. Um, if you had the opportunity to have your own business, would you, would you take out a loan? And do something that you have a passion for. 
I had a passion for coffee. 15 years ago, I took all my life savings, every single dollar yeah. that I had to build this business, had no clients for six months, and I had to invite my, two of my best friends into the condo to rent rooms for me, or I would have lost the condo from a mortgage standpoint. And if they had not have rented the two rooms for me, the condo would have been, I would have had to get the keys yeah. back. I mean, we took, it took us three years to, the loan that we took for Senator Joe, it took us three years to pay it off. Right. And so that means we're paying that off and not collecting a paycheck from it because all the money we were making was going into paying off, you know, the loan and stuff. But I was lucky enough to coach at UVA, have the pool company also, and then, you know, having my wife learn how to run the business for us. Um, questions coming in faster than I can keep up. Comments coming in faster than I can keep up. Kevin Yancey in Waynesboro says this, um, and I'll paraphrase for Kevin. We appreciate your viewership and participation, Kevin. How does he see the big box brands impacting this community? He says that they're certainly impacting it in ways that he doesn't like. And he also highlights if you don't spend X amount of dollars at delivery with some of these big box brands, they don't have time for you. He misses the time of more local uh, focus in this town. Bill says much of the same. Some folks moving into this area don't have a sense of place like Charlottesville once had, and he highlights how people talk about Rio Road or Rio Road. Of course, we say it Rio, uh, where a lot of new folks call it Rio Road. Mm -hmm. um, anywhere you want to go on this uh, so, conversation. So, I mean, big, big box stores have their place in the communities. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not putting them down. I'm just talking as a small, as a small businessman or entrepreneur. Um, I, I grew up going to mom and pops all the time. I mean, when I was growing up, once a week, if we had, a, if Reed's was in my neighborhood growing up in Chicago. You're talking the grocery store. Correct. Yeah. The best, I mean, the best meat department in all of Charlottesville. Amen, brother. Produce. Yeah. I mean, you know, the people who work there are phenomenal. They're awesome. I mean, I go there all the time. Riverside Lunch, we'll put it in perspective. Riverside Lunch on High Street, who has one of the best burgers in town for the money, gets its meat from Reed's. That puts things in perspective. Philip Templeton. Yeah. Corner restaurant. Corner restaurant. I love Philip. Best breakfast in town. His son, Stephen, one of the best middle infielders I covered as a sports writer for Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe at the Daily Progress. He played shortstop, and it was a pitcher for the Charlottesville Black Knights in the early 2000s. Love you, Stephen Templeton. Go ahead, Dave. For best far. breakfast in town. Okay. Okay, I'm with you, baby. Um... So, you know, you get small businesses who are buying from smaller businesses, which is great because that's community. I mean, that's – so for me, you know, that's what I mean by brick and mortar. That's what I mean by community. That's mom and pop. That's, that's what our country was founded on. And I just want to see that continue and maybe grow more. Amen. Same. I echo what he's saying. Um, Toy left this Friday at Fashion Square Mall. I'm going to spend more time with Dave Fafara here. He's dropping knowledge on the program. Multiple media outlets on the feed right now. Dave, I, this question's coming. We'll get to questions here from Spencer. He asks, I understand he's had the couple locations that he's highlighted, but Jerry, can you ask Dave how many other shops and restaurants are carrying blends of his coffee? I would bet you it's over a dozen. Over yeah. two dozen. Over two dozen. Can we highlight any or no, no? We can, but I mean, there's, I mean. Over two dozen brands that we know 
So, so Carrie Shenandoah jokes. So, yeah. So okay. one of the things that I love to do, okay. especially with restaurants, this is really cool. Okay. Is one of the first things when we started was way back when C and O days. I mean, way back Dave Simpson days. Okay. Love Dave Simpson. R.I.P. Dave Simpson. Yep. Um, we came. We, I mean, their their restaurant. We came up with a proprietary blend for them. Okay. So it was C and O's house blend. And then we just saw opportunities for us to work with restaurants. You know, they have their own. They, they provide a great meal, a great dessert. We wanted to complement their stuff with a really good cup of coffee. And so that's how we came up with helping them out. Or, you know, being a part of, of their restaurant and their menu. Because to a lot of people, it's just like, you know, it's, coffee's an afterthought. At the end of the night, but to me, it's like it complements what the chefs did for the previous two hours. Oh, in a lot of ways, the coffee is the uh, almost the last memory of the experience. Right. And if the coffee is not up to par, it leaves a it's bitter like, taste in your mouth. A bitter. Okay. <laughs> That's the second one where it was pun intended. The first one was oh, off man. the record before the show started. That one was even better than the well, first we got one. Him to laugh I know, dude. When we get look, Wickhauer's laughing. That's how I know when something is funny. When Judah Wickhauer is laughing. Second time today. Fafara's dropping bombs over here. Todd Rath of Blue Toad Hard Cider says, Dave Fafara is the king of coffee in town. We love you, Dave Fafara, and we love uh, Todd Rath watching the program right now. Um, This is And his stuff is so good. Oh, so good. I'll follow you anywhere, uh, Todd. This is from Kyle. Um, He says, it's a shame because a lot of folks that are passionate and love Charlottesville cannot afford to live in the city. Um, he says it's hard to be a Seville streets uh, uh, sweeper and neighbor who knows the city inside and out when only they can only commute to the city for work and then have to commute out. So he's talking about the cost of living here. How do we, how do we change that? How do we impact that? And you're going to get uh, some pictures of you on set if you want to give him a smile. Uh, Judah Wickhauer is snapping some pics behind the scenes here. How do we change that? Yeah. Education? Yeah. I think hiring within the community. Uh-huh. Um, here the other thing too is that um, let's go back to Toy Lift for a second. Okay. We, so Toy Lift would not be as successful as it is if it wasn't for the community. Okay. So community in a way of giving toys. Okay. Um, if they can't shop, donating money because then we can work with Alakazam, Shenanigans, Walmart. Okay. Walmart, even though it's a big box store, they they treat us like we're their neighborhood whenever we go to buy toys and stuff. I mean, they're, the people that work there are great. They see me coming in. They'll help me out, whatever I need. Um, but the thing that makes Toy Lift successful, it goes back to it only takes one. How many people come out and give me an hour to collect toys or say Merry Christmas to people? How many people give me, if I have 1,000 people who give me a dollar, I have $1,000 that I can go buy tons of toys for kids. So it's, I mean, it's the KISS principle. Yeah. We, we love the KISS principle you know, here. I mean, Keep so, it simple, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why when I came up with it, it only takes one. It was like a no-brainer because you add all those things up, and then all those kids on Christmas morning smile. Love it. 
I absolutely love it. Um, questions are coming in quickly here. Viewers and listeners, give uh, Dave Fafara some props on screen. Chris Jensen watching the program. Love you, Chris Jensen. Love the Jensen family. Chris, I ran into your brother Brian, his beautiful wife Jamie, and their kids at the Lazy Parrot over the weekend. Uh, have fantastic time at the Lazy Parrot. Kevin Kirby, you do a good job. And Cassie Kirby at the Lazy Parrot. Uh, viewers and listeners have more comments for you. Dave Varell watching in the Outer Banks. Mr. Dippin' Dots, Dave Varell, yep. a serial entrepreneur. Love you, David Varell. You know I love you and your family, David Varell. Kyle Miller, welcome to the program. Andrew Hardy, thank you for joining us on the show. Jamie Turner, thank you for joining us on the show. Andy Zeman, Betsy Nugent, your forehand and your fundamentals so sound, Coach Nugent. Absolutely love you. Chef Garver, welcome to the show. This is a good question for you. What is the next evolution or the next chapter for Dave and Shenandoah Joe's? Has the know. chapter been written? I don't know. Okay. Um, you have to ask my wife that. Okay. What would she say if she was my sitting leash here? Is, my leash is only about <laughs> three quarters of an inch long right now. So, I mean, that's, that's a Christie question. Okay. That's, I mean, that's, you know, she... Yeah, my leash is like three quarters of an inch long. Because if it was up to me, uh, you would I, I eight, have... eight million things. What? That's what? That's your biggest strength, right? Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, so I've been. I tell people that I've been blessed with the abundance of energy. Same. Okay. And and blessed, and it was a gift that was given to me. Okay. By whom? By the Almighty. Okay. okay? Respect. Respect. Yeah. If. I don't take that blessing or that gift and use it, then I'm wasting something that was given to me. That's how I feel. That's literally how I feel. So, you know, if somebody, so go back to Tom Powell and Toy Lift, they had kids, his kids weren't using toys, so he gave them to somebody else to use. You know, I, you know, I mean, I can get by five hours a night. Yeah, same. And, and so if I get up... He's talking sleep. Yeah, if I get up... What time did you wake up this morning? Uh, 3.50. Okay, I was up at uh, 4.47. Okay, so I already had three breakfasts. <laughs> How many cups of coffee? How many coffee cups? Uh, not many. Okay. So, um, but the thing is, is that... <laughs> three breakfasts yeah. at Corner Restaurant. Yeah. But no, so the thing about it is that if, if we were given a gift, let's use it. Yeah. And so I use my gift to provide people with a good product and, and hopefully good service and have a gift of helping kids in the community who need help. This is a fantastic answer. Here's a very good question right up your alley. And your phone's blowing up over here. I see that. Yeah. Matthew says this. Can you ask your guest how you make your passion your profession? Because this guy clearly loves what he does. How do I make my... How does someone make his passion or her passion their profession? And Mustache Dan Pettit, love you, Daniel Pettit, says Dave and Tom were brought together by an angel, and he loves Dave Fafara. One of the fantastic realtors from Real Estate 3, Daniel Pettit, now enjoying some uh, retirement life on the beach somewhere. I wonder how his tennis game is. Yeah, Dan Pettit, I'm going to give you some props. Your forehand is amazing. Your mustache game is on point, and I very much appreciate your viewership. I wonder how his tennis game is. Um, Passion to 
true profession. Because I'll say this, and then I'll get out of your way. Not everyone, and I never take this for granted. I never take this for granted. I don't I, take anything for granted. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I freaking love what I do. I'm excited yeah. to wake up in the morning. You know what my favorite day of the week is? Monday. See, every day's the same, though. It's I, not a favorite day. I'm, I'm, I, I don't Saturday, have a favorite day. I, I love working. I love what I do. I, 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 now, every day is different. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, my job with the business is um, maybe putting out fires, certainly directing the direction we're going to go, dictating mm-hmm. the direction we're going to go, uh, hedging risk. I realized that not every, my wife highlights this to me. My wife is a fantastic sound, sounding board like your wife is for you. Mm-hmm. She says, Jerry, not everyone, in fact, most people, she says, do not love what they do. Right. It's a job for them. Uh-huh. Where for us, it's our passion. Yep. So Matthew's asking, how do we get to that point? Um, going back, so that goes back to, to the... Taking a risk. Taking a risk, yeah. not being cautious. I right. mean, you know... You're not going to be happy all the time. I mean, there are da- I mean, you and I both, there are days that I always tell people I never have a bad day. I never have a bad day. I have bad moments. Right. But I never have a bad day because you always try to find something to off- offset a bad moment. Right. So, I mean, I, I, have, I have the stupidest one-liners in the world. I, I love them. Okay. But if my stupid one-liner, like we did with Judah earlier, when I made that stupid one-liner and it made him chuckle. Made him laugh. Yep. But if somebody's having a bad day and I do a stupid one-liner and that person chuckles for 15 seconds, you brought... for 15 seconds that person didn't have a bad day. Boom. Boom. So do you think it starts with mindset and outlook? I think so. Yeah? I think so. And how you? And res- I believe that ninety percent of it's above your shoulders. Uh, oh, and it's the headspace, the head yeah. game. Yeah, that's totally true. Um, outlook, man, my phone. You you are blowing up the show right now, uh, positively. Let me throw this to you here. What's it like for somebody who wants to get into um, a business, a small business, from an ownership standpoint now versus when you did it in nineteen eighty eight? It's the same. No way. Yeah. You think it's the same? Yeah. I took a risk 23 years ago. I did. Okay. So I. There was a, less competition, right? Okay. Okay. But here's the thing. Okay. I took a ri- risk. My wife and I both took a risk. Not me, because we're a partnership. 100. percent So we took a risk 23 years ago. I didn't know. I knew what good coffee tasted like, and I knew what bad coffee tasted like. But I didn't know what made good coffee taste good, and what. Bad coffee, what made bad coffee taste bad? So I went into a passion without knowing anything about the industry. So I read, I asked questions, I went to seminars, or I, I went to school on coffee. I, went to, I literally went to school on learning coffee and the trade and the profession and stuff. And then, I'm, I mean, after 23 years, I'm still learning bits and pieces of the coffee industry to make us a better brand, a better product. More efficient. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. What is the uh, biggest mistake you ever made in coffee and the best move you ever made with coffee? Best move was buying the company. Oh, there we go. That was the best move. That was the no-brainer. Yeah. The worst? I 
we're blessed. I yeah. Mean, I mean, so I don't know if I have a worst. Okay. Um, One stick out more than another. No. No. Okay. Respect. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Uh, Dan Pettit says to you, "I'm at the beach, but I wanted to see <laughs> Dave on your show." Dave seems to take life moment by moment as I do. I, I very well said right there. I'll throw this to you here. This is a very good question. Very difficult question. What is Dave Fafaro's favorite Shenandoah Joe blend and why? Dave's blend. Dave's blend. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known that, Judah, right? Dave's blend. What is the best seller? Dave's blend. Is Dave's blend the best seller? Oh, yeah. Which one packs the you most? Know why? Pa- you why? know why? Because it threw it against the wall and it stuck on the first day. That and was the first stick. one ever? First, my first blend ever. That was? Yeah. What I goes it against in- the wall and it stuck like spaghetti? Yeah. And it keeps sticking. What goes into that blend? Can't tell you. Okay, it's a secret. It's like, it's like ancient Chinese secrets. <laughs> so ridiculous. You're so <laughs> ridiculous. What is, the, what is the blend that packs the most punch? Well, so with coffee, the darker the roast, the less caffeine. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So the lighter the roast, the more caffeine. Huh. So you look at it this way. You cook a steak, right? You have a steak on the grill. Where do you get your most flavor? At, at where? On the grill. Uh, I like it rare at... Rare to medium? Yeah. I like it probably... Yeah, exactly there. I like it just past rare. So, you know, barely past rare is how I like it. Because that's where you get all the flavors and the juices, right? 100%. So if you 100%. cook that steak longer, you're cooking all the flavor out of you it. You cook the flavor out. Yeah. And, and your steak is darker, isn't it? Ah... Uh. Look at you. That's how I'll remember it right there. So the lighter the coffee, the more the caffeine. Right. So obviously, so it's not really espresso. Everybody thinks that espresso is, anything could be espresso. Espresso is just a way of preparing coffee. Christy's watching the program right now. No, she's not. Yeah, I I just saw her interact with the show. What'd she say? What's, she she liked the show. Hello, Christy. Welcome to the program. (laughs) The queen of Shenandoah Joe's here. What's a message you want to? Ask her how long my leash is. Christy, how long is Dave's leash? (laughs) Put it in the comments. I'll relay, relay it live on air. How about a message for your wife? She's the best. Yeah, talk to us about that. A lot of, like, uh, same with my wife. You know, the life of a small business owner and an entrepreneur is long hours. She, it's, like, when we got married, yeah. she knew what she was getting herself into. Same right with my wife. Bat, right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. Put in, give, her, give her a message. Put in perspective how, how supportive and oh. her importance to everything. Well, and, again... So her importance and her is, is phenomenal. She lets me do what I want to do. But that leash is only three quarters of an inch long. That's because, probably, it probably should be. Yeah, right? because if, if it wasn't <clears throat> with the energy that I've been blessed with, yeah. I could do more. Do you, do you find this, that uh, this is for me, for me, my okay. biggest strength is also my biggest weakness, and it's the energy and the opportunity that I see every day. Mm-hmm. And... Is it hard? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Oh, please. Okay. I like when the roles are reversed. Okay. How hard is it for you to say no? It's extremely hard. It's extremely hard for me to say no. You know why? Because no. I, I, I see opportunity in everything. Right. But there are certain times you have to say no. The only reason I have, I've been saying no more now because of family. Mm-hmm. Because needing, because wanting, not needing, needing is the wrong word. Right. Because choosing and wanting right. to prioritize so, family. But so, when I was so, what, pre-wife yeah. and kids, dude, 80, 90 hours a week, okay. every week, every year, all the time, yeah. for a decade plus, no problem. Mm-hmm. Wanted to do it. Right. I, I'm in the same way. So, I mean, toy lift, 
everybody looks at it. Like, I will go after this week and next week. After we get all the toys to the schools uh-huh. and all the toys for about a week, I put out fires. One kid got the wrong thing. One kid got somebody else's. So for a week, we have to do that before the school is closed for Christmas. So we do that for a week. So it's like putting on a different cap, and it's like a Furman cap. You just put out fires. Yeah. I will start working on Toy Lift 2024, January. Get out. So start thinking. We will we'll have finished with an end-of-the-year meeting. Okay. What we did, what we could do. Okay, so somebody asked earlier about what the next chapter is. For Shannon O'Joe's. No, I want to go for, you said for, for Day for Far. Okay, for Day for Far, okay. What I would like to do is go and take, it only takes one, and make it a Charlottesville, Albemarle community region area foundation. Movement. To where. Mission. Yeah, to where we could, and I and I. You can scale to other niches besides toilet. Well, well, so the thing is, is that there's. I love this guy. I mean, food bank. Yeah. You know, come. So, what would be really cool is to get a piece of property. Uh huh. Where we could put just a metal shed, a big, a ten thousand square foot box. Metal shed. Yeah. Rounded roof. Sure. Two, three bathrooms, maybe a little kitchen area. Utilitarian. Simple. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Don't put a lot of money into it, just where we could have a building. Yeah. So that building could house toy lift every year. Yeah. If other people had fundraising, Boys and Girls Club. If they wanted to do something, an event. We have a building we can do event. We have a little kitchen. There's plenty of caterers in town that that help out and stuff like that. Do a building where you can do events, but then also use it going back to education. Let's make it a huge community study hall. Oh. Where people will volunteer to... Tutor? Tutor. Yeah. Monitor? Tutor, monitor, whatever. Um, Community... I mean, if you look at every, and I'm not talking about Charlottesville, talk about the entire country. How many kids are, let me go back a second. Um, What professions do we need more of right now, today, than any other profession? Right now. Uh, In town? Country. Probably. Including Charlottesville. uh, Frontline workers, front of the house staff. Teaching people. Social skills. Okay, are you interaction talking? and interaction with customer service, maybe or educators, plumbers, yeah, Trades. electrician, yeah, HVAC. Yeah, we have a trade shortage, and get guess this, guys. K Tech doesn't even have enough teachers to teach so, kids. So why don't we do this? Why don't we get this building up or tr- do That's something? A great idea to do something and say, okay, you're you're a construction company. You're short on carpenters. How about you come in and you teach at night, take some of your time, teach carpenters, hire those kids to come work for you as a trade and, and pay them to, and then after they graduate with an HVAC degree, yeah, they come and work for you right away and that kid has to sign a no compete for two years. 
You paid for them to get their education. They work for you for They're two years. They're working for you. They come to work for you for two years. That's brilliant. Plumbers. Yeah. You get a plumbing company. Same thing. And you get the people who are in the profession to be the teachers. So it would be a, a uh, non-profit epicenter, hybrid youth center, hybrid trade school. Uh, community center. Community center. Uh-huh. That's a brilliant idea. We should totally do that. I mean, that would be something that... It's the Boys and Girls Club. But that, would, that would benefit... Everyone. Everybody. That would benefit so, everyone. And, and so... It's, and it would it's, cl- not the, it's not the rich people who are getting richer. Yeah. It's it would the, narrow the wealth gap. It would create jobs bingo. for community members right. that hire within the community. Uh-huh. But then again, do we see people... And we start hire, and we start teaching these kids at 16, 17. That's a damn good idea. That's a fantastic idea. Something like idea. that. And you'd have to... I mean, I think that would have to be positioned somewhere in Albemarle County for Central. Right. And... Then you'd have to work with CAT on getting kids... Transportation. To and from. Yeah, because they may not have vehicles. Right. And you want it to be for everyone. Exactly. And you can also have a pipeline with the schools where a traditional educational setting... Does not work. Does not work for them. Right. And we're seeing that at Charlottesville High School. Right. And, and the other thing, too, is that you see kids who are going to college, and this is going off, kids are going to college and getting a degree that they're never going to use. Yeah. Spending a quarter million dollars or going a quarter million dollars in debt for a philosophy degree... Right. That may not have, and I'm not trying to throw shade at philosophy, you know, neither is he, but philosophy a degree, you're probably going to graduate school to get even more in debt, and college isn't for everyone. Right. I mean, some folks don't want to do that. You know, so teach business classes on people who want to maybe go, who have a passion, but don't know how to do a business, have people in the business community roundtable. Dude, this is a brilliant idea. I mean, heck... Take it even, uh, not just the business classes, but this is how you pay your bills or balance your checkbook. I had, I, junior year in high school, I had a bachelor living class. Yeah. I learned how to sew. I learned how to cook. I learned how to write checks. This, was this in the, if memory serves correct, in the mean streets of Chicago? Yep. The mean streets of Chicago, right? Yep. So, but I mean, I took class. It was called bachelor living. What was Dave Fafara like as a teenager? Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, chuckling over there. Uh, times. I know, I know. That means a lot over there. He's, he's chuckling. Uh, Angela Sekar, welcome to the program. Thank you for watching the show. Um, all right. it's one th- Dude, I, love, I, I sincerely mean this. We are going to get you back on the program more often. I will reach out to you. Um, <clears throat> give us the who, what, when, where, why. Okay, for the so toilet Friday, again. December 1st. Okay. Fashion Square Mall. Okay. Down by the old pennies. Okay. Um, you'll see the big tent. Uh-huh. Um, it's easy. So, J.C. Penny between Penny and Belk on it by the old entrance to J.C. Penny. Is that now the Albemarle County? That's going to be the yeah. They're working on that right now. The so transportation hub. Yeah, yeah, but not on the backside, but on the front side. Okay. Um, it's real simple. If people can't make it out, they can go to toylift.org, donate online because I can take that money and stretch it. People can go on and volunteer. Um, but again, it's you know in. Christmas begins on Toy Lift Friday, not Black Friday, not Cyber Monday, and it's it's a Charlottesville community thing. I mean that's it, it's as simple as that. Um, the one thing that I want to leave with is that the coolest thing that I see every year is people who were recipients of Toy Lift come full circle or come full circle and give and be volunteers and donate. Exactly. That's awesome. 
How many? You see that a lot? I see probably two or three times a year. Oh. Isn't that great? Comes full circle. I got the goosebumps. Is, is that, the thing is that the kids that we serve, I don't even know who they are. We're just doing it because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to put smiles on kids' faces. Christmas morning. I love it. Dave Fafara, yeah. one of the A++++ guys in this community. When you see Dave, give him some props, a high five, a fist bump, or a chest bump. My friend, thank you so much. Oh, it was fun. It was fun. I will, I will yeah. text you. Uh-huh. I will text you. We will do this again. Oh, anytime. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Judah, we'll go on a one-shot. We'll talk some other headlines here on the program. For the news and notes section, Stephen Bernard is going to join us tomorrow. The award-winning winemaker and the proponent of the Monticello Wine Trail will be on set tomorrow. I do have some other news I want to get to on the show. Um, Charlottesville High School um, is, is turning the corner. And Charlottesville High School is under new leadership, interim principal Kenny Leatherwood, the head skipper at Charlottesville High School. He is a friend of the program. I know Mr. Leatherwood, I've known Mr. Leatherwood for almost two decades. He is um, doing what you would think should always be done when it comes to high schools. And on his first day of the job, he sent out a letter to the community and he let folks know that he was going to send kids. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. He was going to let folks know, he let folks know that he was sending the kids that were not going to class, causing trouble and roaming the hallways, and he sent them home. Judah, let me know when you have a two-shot ready, because I want to bring you and weave you in onto the two-shot. First day on the job, J-Dubs. And Judah's fresh from California, where he just spent uh, a handful of days on vacation over Thanksgiving. One of the reasons we were off yesterday, Judah was traveling and flying back to town. J-Dubs. An interim principal that I've known for two decades, Kenny Leatherwood, mm. gets on the job, and his first day as interim principal, he sends kids home. Yeah. The students that were causing trouble, not going to class and roaming the hallways, he said, you need to go home. You need to leave school. I applaud him mm-hmm. for this kind of principal uh, strategy and this kind of leadership. Definitely. I mean, it seems, it almost seems like a no-brainer, but... right. But nobody did it before now. I, right. It's, How do you characterize that? It's baffling. Baffling. I mean, it, I, think it speaks to, uh, I think it speaks to policies that just aren't working. And clearly, I mean, what, what else can you do? You can't, force, you can't force kids to sit in the classroom and learn if they don't want to. And I think he made the only... The only Rational. Rational choice, yeah. I mean, you've got to, if they want to come back, they've got to come back wanting to, wanting to learn. Otherwise, uh, you've got you've to prioritize the other students. I love it. I love it. Kenny Leatherwood, he's going to make positive moves here at Charlottesville High School. And it's the quality of life is going to change. And as Kyle Irvin has said, we're turning the corner. Another piece of news, if you want to get the Selvage lower third on screen, Selvage Brewery, guys, has called last call at their Wolf Factory location. Selvage Brewery, Friday, December 1, their last day of operation at the Wolf Factory. They are moving Selvage Brewery to their Bel Air Tap Room across from the Boar's Head with a planned grand opening of January 12th. Props to my wonderful wife, 
for putting this news on my radar. I'm literally talking about it right now as she's texting me. January 12th, which is a month and a half away, you're going to have Salvage Brewery across from the Boar's Head. Hmm. Their sister business, the sister business to Selvage, Grit Coffee, hmm. their coffee roaster, they are converting into a beer tap room. Hmm. That's on the back of Hunter Craig's project, the renovated shopping strip that is home to now many of the businesses from Ivy Square Shopping Center that transitioned from Ivy Square after UVA spent $20 million and change to buy Ivy Square Shopping Center. They see the future on the wall. And they move to Hunter Craig's shopping center across from Borsad. Selvage is going to have a tap room. It's delicious and approachable menu. I love their burgers. I absolutely love their burgers. And I've been told that it's going to have TVs for sports all over the tap room. So you have what could be a much-needed sports bar and brewery on Ivy Road. I would expect when this happens and it's birthed and it has success that that will amplify and drive momentum behind Birdwood Grill at Borset. Birdwood Grill at Borset's fantastic right now, but it has significant upside. It's open to the public. A lot of folks don't realize this. So we will see what happens with Selvage and a January 12th opening on Ivy Road. We'll see how that impacts the growth and upside of Birdwood across the street. And I know much of the western side of Albemarle and Charlottesville um, are going to be very strong supporters of this taproom. Um, two other items out of the notebook. A Richmond bank has absorbed a Charlottesville credit union. I'm going to get to this story. This is probably what you're hearing for the first time. The big bank from Richmond is the Virginia Credit Union, which has $5 billion in assets and 324,000 members. The Virginia Credit Union is one of the largest such institutions in the state. And right now, Virginia Credit Union is in the middle of absorbing Virginia Trailways Federal Credit Union. And Virginia Trailways Federal Credit Union is based in Charlottesville. It's very tiny, just $2 million in assets Virginia Trailways Federal Credit Union has, and 525 members. Virginia Trailways was founded in 1949 for employees of what was then known as Trailways Bus Line. Virginia Credit Union will absorb this bank, this credit union is in the process of doing it, and penetrate the Charlottesville market with its Virginia Credit Union brand. This is big time news here. Virginia Trailways posted a loss of 52000 in 2022 and had lost roughly 15000 through the first half of this year. This follows a trend. If you remember, and it was reported on this show, that Virginia Credit Union um, also absorbed Sperry Marine Federal Credit Union, which had about 2,000 members and $18 million in assets. A lot of news on our first day back from Thanksgiving this is, we took a week off with the I Love Seville show. 
Because we didn't do the show the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Right. So we took a week off. I'm energized. I'm fired up. We're going to take the show to a different level. We have some big announcements for the network that are in the works as the network continues to grow. On tomorrow's program, we have a man who needs very little introduction, Stephen Bernard on the show. He's the winemaker, a former winemaker at Keswick. He's been on the program before. Winemaker at Delphos Vineyards and Winery. He is going to champion the Monticello Wine Trail. The Monticello Wine Trail was recently named Judah. Do you remember the award? Uh, wasn't it the best, uh, best wine area in the country? Best wine region in the world. In the world. Yeah. So we're going to highlight that news with one of the best winemakers from one of the best wine regions in the world, and Stephen Bernard. Where, who was it that, that uh, gave us that? Uh... Wasn't it Wine Enthusiast? Hmm. Yeah, it was Wine Enthusiast. Interesting. The wine region of the year. Charlottesville area, one of five regions around the entire world to be named the wine region of the year and the 2023 Wine Enthusiasts Wine Star Rankings. Wow. Stephen Bernard tomorrow. Um, Today's show was dynamite. Dave Fafaro is as good as it gets, right? Yeah, definitely. Just says, I I like to be in his energy orbit. Mm -hmm. Toy Lift is Friday. Donate, support, volunteer, spread the word. That's what we were trying to do today, something we're passionate about. Judah, it's good to be sitting across from you. I missed you. I sincerely missed you. Um, we're back tomorrow at 1230 with what is the water cool of Charlottesville, the I Love Seville show. So long, my friends. Thank you kindly for joining us. High five. That was a good high five. It was a nice and loud one. <laughs>